Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com. Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Marianne Shanley. Now, Marianne is born in Ireland. She is a qualified medical herbalist and she's won quite a few awards. She's won the Humanitarian Award in Ireland. She's also won the award by the Lord Mayor. Uh, for supporting original artists and musician, She is the host of The Power of Dreams, 93.9 FM, Dublin South Radio. And she's also indulged in singing and songwriting. And she's also an advocate for mental health awareness. She's also been a journalist. And she got to meet the Dalai Lama. And more recently on her radio program, she got to interview uh, Gloria Stefani. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We are on all the social medias at Tell Craig Your Story. And we're also on VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. We also have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Malvina Things. You can go to their website, www.malvinathings.com or go to their Instagram, at Malvinas underscore things. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Marianne Shanley on... Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Marion. How are you doing today? I'm really good. We've got some sunshine in Ireland. So that's like the start of a miracle for us because 
it has been quite cold, but when we get any kind of sunshine here, it's just so amazing. So I'm chilling, really That's chilling. Very, very, very nice and relaxed there. And you've got the beautiful background there. It's just a very nice day. Yeah, but thank you very much for your time. I know you're an extremely busy girl with radio and TV and, you know, helping everybody, uh, especially in your uh, islands. So I do appreciate your time. So how are you doing in the pandemic? Are your family staying safe? And what have you done in this period? Did you have to cancel anything? Tell us about it. In a weird way, I have to say that um, the adjustment sort of was a big mental shift for me, apart from the physical shift, because I was so, so busy. Literally, I realized I saved a fortune on diesel. Honestly, because I lit- that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, my yes. God, I have more money than I usually do. And then yes. I figured it out. I wasn't driving everywhere. And also, it was such a blessing to have that time. I know it was very difficult for a lot of people. But for me, I have three little children under 15. I just realized that the connections that we made over that time, and is it's ongoing. Obviously, they're back to school now. But it was I had to look at the positive side of it and say, okay, keep this where they know that they're safe. Make sure that they know that there's always obstacles in life and there will always be things. But we're very lucky because when it kicked off here in Ireland, it was in such a balanced way that, I mean, you know, as a nation, we're used to kind of trouble hitting us and getting over it. For me, the biggest thing was getting out to do shopping and making sure there was enough food. That was the big thing. You know, children, they're constantly hungry as well, but also... To, to, there was a sort of a bulk buy situation in Ireland. Yes. Um, and then people just kind of leveled off because there's a big do- dose of cop on that happens with us here. And also my parents now, they're in the 70s. So I ended up shopping for oh. them as well. And, and then it was kind of, everybody was all in it together. And I was doing random things like on the way back through the security checkpoints for the Guardi. I'd pick up about 10 coffees with milk and sugars and just say, thank you so much for keeping a balance. And they were so delighted. And it was, you know, we, we all kind of came together. And I think that's one of the things that I recognize is that we'd been so busy and I certainly was, um, and I thought I was connected to people, but in slowing down, I was able to be more of myself and more generous and more loving and kind. Yes. And I thought I was doing that anyway, but it was in a very different way. And also, um, I'm obviously I have a, a daughter who's just turned 15 right. and just the connection is amazing because I was leave, like like in the morning I was dropping her to school it was like a six o'clock start I'd see her in the evenings and then she'd do her homework for three four hours and it was on this ferris wheel of the, the repetition of children school work homework uh, food and it came along and we had to stop and then yes I'm so blessed. I really, I know in regard to counseling things, I move things around. I move them onto an online level and the things that had to be canceled that were, um, you know, I suppose school was a big thing. That was the yes. massive thing. So I didn't really push them. I have to be honest. I realized that there was enough stress on them and for them to experience life, it was like the best, the best thing that could have happened to them is having a bit of reduced stress in a very stressful time. So we did learn as we we went, but um, to be quite honest, there wasn't anything major that was there that was more important than the health and the well-being of us as individuals. And that's the one thing I have to say was a massive priority shift for, I think, not just me, but everybody around. I thought I was focused. I thought I 
had my priorities really in check, but this has really made us focus on the basic things like, yes, okay, is everybody okay? And, um, and I was laughing because I saw people that I didn't know had other skill sets suddenly developing these other skill sets online. And I was going, I didn't know you could cook. I didn't know you were an artist, <laughs> you know, and yeah. then that's the thing, you know, it's, it's, I, I could only look at life and say, um, there are worse situations. Thank God we weren't in a different country where it was a lot worse. Now, my heart goes out to everybody who has suffered and lost. And it was heartbreaking. But I always have this belief system that you've you got to keep going. Yes. You've got to stay as positive as you can. The bottom line is I couldn't have been in a better country right now um, yes. to, to get through this, to be quite honest. And I'm in the countryside, as you can see. Yes. And, uh, that did help. It really did help because I wasn't in a little apartment somewhere where I was stuck and I had no garden. So at one point, we actually just did laps of the house right. because we couldn't go anywhere else. But um, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm very blessed, very blessed. So. And are you able to actually go outside now and, and sort of go? Is it starting to get back to normal now or are you still in a sort of like a lockdown period or? Well, it's funny because in the in tonight it's actually Dublin. The numbers have gone and risen again in this country. Oh no! Yeah, so there's a lockdown in process for Dublin, is particularly because uh, it's got the highest percentage per uh, country or county in Ireland. So um, we had a lot more flexibility, and obviously a lot of my work now, I because I have a, a press and media identity. I was able and fortunate to travel for certain news items or whatever, but um, and it was a lot more flexible. And we have been getting back to a relative normal, but yes. obviously there's gloves and there's masks, and you have to be very aware. And now, because there was a certain element that just really did not listen, I think they went, "Oh, that's grand, it's over and done with. Let's get out of here and party." Yes. And because of that, um, the numbers have gone up, unfortunately. But um, it's Dublin at the moment. So I'm okay because I'm in Mead, which is the peripheries. But my work is in Dublin. Lucky I have the press element and that, and I can go up for my job. But there's a lot of people in Dublin are not going to be happy. I feel very sorry yes. for anybody who's going to be isolated again. Um, as far as I know, you can't have more than six people in the house. That's, um, that's one thing. And also, people are not allowed to really travel unless it's work related and your frontline mm -hmm. services as well yes but it has to be done it really yes, has course. to be done we, we got to knuckle down and take this very seriously yes absolutely and just uh going off topic a little bit are you close to Alice Gillen Alice Gillen no I'm not actually I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm far enough away not to have to Oh right! What? Oh, it's just it's just my my last name is Maguire, so ah. we have some family history. Back the first Maguires come from Ireland, so Ellis Gillen, so they come out to Australia. So yeah, that's that's my little um, connection to to uh, you know Ireland and the Irish Irish people. Oh, so brilliant! Yeah. When I say we're not that far on a scale of planets, okay, we're literally down the road because <laughs> Ireland's not that big. So. <laughs> Yes. In the Australian terms, we're down the road. Yeah, that's right. Driver, you know, two-hour drive or whatever. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it, it is close. It's, uh, everything's, you know, in Ireland seems like it's a miles away. But considering we're not Australia or anywhere that big, you know, it's, um, yes. it, you are a neighbour of mine officially. That's true. <laughs> and speaking of that, have you been to Australia yet? No, but I have relatives over there. Oh, um, right. 
yeah, in Sydney and um, some have moved around Canberra and that kind of stuff as well. And um, actually, I got a submission from Canberra for a poem on my show for Wednesday this week. Um, oh. which, yeah, um, I think her name was uh, Krishna and um, she submitted a poem and I played it and aired it because my reach from the radio show was just expanded and I was so delighted. And I had always said if they have teleportation, I would happily go to Australia. I just <laughs> don't know about the flight. I wanted to make her. I, I, I don't like being confined for too long, as you can tell. In my world, I'm constantly moving. So yes. um, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody would have to put me up front and uh, sedate me for a bit. <laughs> How long does it take? 12 hours? Oh, it's it's a long flight because you can't just go, you know, straight, you know, one, one straight line. I think you got to go stop over in one of the Asian countries and then sort of head yeah. down here. So it's it's... Well, it's a flight. Now, to be fair, we have adopted because of COVID the Australian model for barbecues and for partying ah. and ice and sort of keeping the entertainment sector at the house because there's more of a pod element to socialising now. Mm. So it's, we've had such what you guys have been doing for years. Yes. We're now bringing into Ireland. So instead of all the little quaint pubs and um, restaurants, what's happened because. There's a place in Ireland, um, like they call them wet pubs, which are pubs that only serve drink, right? And then the pubs that have only been allowed to stay open are those that serve food and drink, okay? So there's a decline, unfortunately. Now, a lot of these wet pubs are never going to open again because they haven't been able to survive because they've had no clients in at all. Yes. And um, also, a lot of people now have adopted the Australian model of barbecues and beers. That's so cool. yeah, it is cool. Yeah. But unfortunately, the um, the Vintners Association won't be happy with that because yeah. it's all, <laughs> yes. all nobody's drinking. So, um, uh, um, the off licenses, anybody that delivers beer and delivers wine are doing really, really well. Yes. So, <laughs> upside, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, Marion, let's go back. Let's do a little trip back in in time. Can you tell us whereabouts you grew up in Ireland? You grew up in Ireland, right? You're born in Ireland? Yes. I was. I was actually born beside Trim Castle. So I was reared in the ruins of the castle grounds where Braveheart the movie was Ah. shot. Yeah. And And then uh, the Australian connection again there with Mel Gibson being. being, uh... (laughs) (laughs) There you go. um, I I didn't actually appear in that movie or anything. I was certainly, when I was a child, the place was a lot more dilapidated before. That was kind of reconstructed and whatever. But um, it was such a wonderful free village environment, very small. My dad played for a GAA team here. So he would have been one of the the sports stars of the time for me team. So he was a GA player. And um, so in, in in the day, that was one of the biggest, that was bigger than the Kardashians if you played ga football in <laughs> Ireland, you know what I mean? So that was who was talked about. You talked about your county team. Yeah, of course. Had, I always had sports around me and I always had um, a relatively holistic lifestyle. But in the, in the corner, then dad would take out the accordion box and play tunes on that as well. Oh, so there's cool. always some element of music because my name, Shanley, comes from Leitrim and my actually grandfather used to um, make violins by hand. So, wow. um, yeah, music was always around me. And my mom was just superb because she reared six children. So that was that's already a gimme, yes. you know. So 
or I was very lucky. So living there, then we moved to Navan and um, that's where I started composing from the age of 14. And wow. um, I can remember my first ever performance, a first TV debut was on um, when I was 17 on the national broadcasting um, channel here, which was the RTE. So this, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Marion. Yeah. Is, this is piano? Yes, oh, piano. Yes, piano. So, so, hold on, you can see here. My, oh, right. Very nice. That's where I always have a piano around me because, um, you know something, it's it's probably one of the reasons I'm such an advocate of wellness and for mental health for especially teenagers in Ireland is because when I was a child, my piano was my best friend. Yes. And, um, you know, when you're going through your hormones and you're going through isolating and it doesn't matter how many friends you have, you still feel like you're the only one and you want to, you yes. know, you want to fit in, but you want to be unique. There was always that dynamic, you know. So um, I composed very early and a lot of it would be um, a form of just offloading. And I'm, I'm always supporting people to say, look, find uh, something creative that you can offload. So that's where it all started is um, I actually lived with music. I breathe in music and poetry was another part of that. And there was sports and a holistic lifestyle. I won National Irish Composer, which is Mullan Oga, in my native language, which is Irish, Australia. Wow. And when that was about <laughs> 19 and 20, and then we got involved. I convinced my parents to kind of get involved and um, help out with the music industry a little bit. So we, we worked with some artists, and um, I won't name them, but they've gone on and signed on to some major labels now. That's um, fantastic. It, yeah, well, you know what it was? I have this belief system that anything is possible. You just need to have the passion, the yes. conviction, and then take positive action. It's lovely to say I want, but I was, and I still am, I suppose, an advocate of doing it from yes. the heart. Do sure. it from the heart and you can't go far wrong, but also protect your heart in the process. And that is something you learn as you get older too. At that time, I studied and trained in a college in Ireland called Ballyfermot. And probably a lot of your listeners are going to say, oh, oh where? Yeah, in Dublin. And it was just, I studied as an engineer. And I was one of the first ever real female engineers out there. So I used to rock into gigs and set up gear. And people thought I was the groupie or the girlfriend, you know. <laughs> so what was your decision uh, to, to study engineering? I always thought, well, funny enough, I got offered Bolton Street for architecture on my portfolio alone. Because I'm yeah. an artist by heart, right? In the day I went to school, I um, oh, it, it was just horrendous because we had a teacher and you didn't get a choice. And she taught us maths. And it, it's funny how life, and this is really important for anybody who didn't well, do well in school, is I got, I got really, really well in every subject. And then I failed maths. Because of that one subject, I ended up losing a spot as an architect, which was the best thing that ever happened, let's be honest. Yes. And I then made a decision okay, there's a course up here. I don't really, they're going to take me on the back of who I am and, my, and open the doors to me. And it was a filter into education as well. So it was easier to get in in the day into this course. But now, obviously, it's a different story. Um, but because it was a new concept in Ireland to have anything arty or because you normally had to come from a family who was, you know, educated in that or you would have trained with them, you know, and gone to yes. cakes and whatever. So this is a really new concept to have, whereas now it's everywhere you can go, you can learn music, art and whatever. And um, it wasn't that long ago, which is the weird thing about it. And I ended up there because I was actually 
looking in my heart, but my brain was telling me the other. So my yes. brain got told by light, okay, you're not getting that. Here's where your heart really needs to go. And then that was the door open for me. But um, you have to remember as well that uh, to get a job in the industry that's really paid in Ireland to do that kind of work was quite rare, rare too, unless you were at a very, very high level. Yeah. And that's that's something now that um, has affected the industry right now is that it was tough enough for a lot of artists creatively to make money bold yes. COVID. Oh my God, it's it's devastating for a lot of people, you know. Yeah, shut it whole down and shut the whole whole music industry down. And I've talked to you know many musicians now on the podcast uh, and talking about what their you know Plan Bs are. Some of them are doing drive-ins. Some of them are doing online. Some of them are you know just trying to <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to think outside the box, you know and. But yeah. that's that's the thing that I always ask the question is like why weren't we doing this before the you know we've got the technology to do this so why aren't we doing the online sort of doing drive-ins and but yeah it, it's it's very very interesting and also talking about uh, being a musician and growing up I also agree with you my instrument was guitar i remember coming home if i had a bad day at work or something or you know i just felt down i'd just pick up my guitar and start playing yeah. and just everything just washes away you know what i mean so yeah i, I, I have a, I have a very similar sort of way with your, your piano and and how you sort of i'm assuming that that happens now right with your piano yeah yeah, yeah i i've been working on a lot of separate projects to help other people over the years and I kind of redirected my energy into helping people. And then since COVID, it actually helped me to say, well, actually, I can't help you really right now. And then I went inside, oh, but I can create. And, you yes. know, that's what's been happening is that I've been involved in that. And then recently, just with the work that I've been doing, I've been able to get access to people who normally you wouldn't have access to, like the likes of Gloria Estefan. Yes, I was going know? to ask about that. <laughs> what was that experience like having a chat with her? It was quite profound. It really yeah. was because you you know when you're growing up and you're listening to music and the, in, in the industry as well, especially if it's a woman that stands out mm. and yes. you actually like her music, you know, uh, it was really nice because I I've gotten to a point where I'm so pleased that I actually stayed true to me that I'm not fearful of anyone else and I treat everybody exactly the same and she's exactly. The kind of woman you want to say, oh, look, she's a good representation of somebody in the industry. Yes. She's funny. She's wishy. She's clever. She has a life. She loves her family. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You should hear the glow. And that's the other thing as well, is that there's this glow from people when they are just um, 100% happy in themselves. And also, you know that she is a success, not just because of her music and her talent, but also as a human being, you can see that, yeah, how could you not like her? You yes, know? absolutely. You know, her music now, she's got it brought out um, Brazil 305, and it, it kind of has strains of the original Rio album that she had out, but what's happened is that she's brought her Congo to um, a samba level, and she's, she's really discovered um, her roots again, and there's a lot of exciting new stuff out there as well. So I was I was just delighted to be quite honest. Now we had mental trouble with the Zoom. Now don't get me wrong, it was a disaster. <laughs> Savage the podcast. So yes. um, 
but it was such a pleasure and I know her time was so precious. It was really, really good to get get her on Zoom and um, it, it just is profound because when, once you start doing stuff like that and engaging with people, it is really good for your confidence to realise that energy is really all that matters. Like yes. the energy that you transmit from yourself and that you uh, absorb from somebody positive is really what keeps us all going on this planet right now. Absolutely. And and speaking of which, in terms of creating music, I do believe that you have finished a project or you're in between a project and, and creating like awareness for, for mental health. Never give up the song. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, I was a national speaker for a charity here a few years ago before I got my show. It was actually the reason I went and got a radio show. Right. And in one year, I reached out and I spoke to 22,000 teenagers wow. about suicide awareness. Yeah, I was up at five o'clock in the morning driving these roads, getting in there back to back classes because it was so important. There was nowhere for these teens to put their voice. But also, I believe that, you know, we have a mission, we have a drive. And that's what drives me in the industry is that if I can impact on one person and let them feel hope that there's better and that somebody cares. And one of the first things I did do, and I'm sure I broke a few rules by doing this, but it's not in the wrong way. And you know what I mean? I had yes. compassion. I said, guys, you know, maybe nobody's ever said this to you before in your life, but I do care and you do matter. And yes. I've seen teenagers eyes well up within three seconds because they suddenly realized, you know what? It doesn't have to be your blood. It doesn't have to be those nearest to you that can tell you who you are, that it all starts in yourself. So anyway, I um achieved that but I wasn't happy that 22,000 one year it wasn't enough for me mm-hmm. so I, went I set up a radio show called The Power of Dreams yes. in Dublin South FM and I was very blessed to be able to do that on my own terms it's community radio but I mean I don't get paid for it it's completely voluntary I produce it research it everything on it but I know that for that one hour I quite possibly might be saving someone's life because I might make them laugh Absolutely. I might cheer them up. I could give them something that will make a difference. And then I realized, hold on, I want to step it up a gear because I did a charity single before with Teen Line and I wanted to go again. But this time with one of my own songs. So um, I have a song called Breathe. I'm going to give you a world exclusive on that one. Um, yes. That's the name of the title of what's going to happen. This is where the song is going to go. And it really is just um, about bringing people together. COVID kind of put a halt to that process. But I'm negotiating things now online, which is a whole new difference. Yes. You can make albums. You can do anything online. Right now, the main thing is to prioritize the words. I'm at the tail end of finishing that off. But I've also people volunteering. And there's such an amazing amount of beautiful people globally, not just in Ireland, who are affected by suicide, affected by the threat of suicide, living with people who are just on the cusp. But um, in the background, I've actually been working personally with artists and children of people I know just to reinforce and help them quietly as well. And I do think we're all doing that as well. We're reconnecting with people that we might never have spoken to for ages and suddenly realizing, you know what, we're not powerless. I don't have to drive 50 kilometers to help somebody. Just pick up the phone. Yes, absolutely. Talking can do it, you know. Yeah, 
I totally, I totally agree. I've talked about this actually. The last podcast that I did, we talked about that mental health awareness, especially for musicians. I mean that they they sort of sing about it in their songs, and you know you see them on the TV. But yeah. the quest, the question was, how are we supporting the musicians? Yeah, know? well, that's why I kept going with the show. You see, right? Um, I've been working remotely every single week it wasn't just for me to say oh i'm still doing the show i've been reaching out to as many artists as many poets as many people that are creative and i've been saying send me what you're doing send me what you've created keep in contact with me i will give you airplay i will give you a platform you might be able to go out there and you might be able to get on stage and perform to an audience but if i can make a difference and i genuinely mean this if i know that they're listening to their song being aired on my show, or I mention them. That adrenaline, that fix, that endorphin, that serotonin, whatever is released because we are performers and creatives, can yes. save a life. Yeah, it absolutely. Can make a difference. I've spoken to artists quietly in the background, personally, and I've watched and seen how they've dipped emotionally. And I'll reach out to them and I won't say, Hey, are you okay? I'm worried about your mental health. Do you want to talk about it? I send them a message and say, I see what you're doing. I love your music. Can you send me a song on my show? So I'm not being very obvious about it. But what yes. I'm saying is I want to give people hope. Because yes. if we can all reach out and just say, look, this is how I can do it. It doesn't have to be a very glamorous way. It could be sticking on the kettle. But I'm very lucky that I have this platform. And as a result of it, the Lord Mayor of Dublin awarded me a COVID Hero Award. I watched yes. one morning. I was like, oh, my God. I did. I did see this. So... The Lord, the the Lord Mayor of your city or county, gave of, of Dublin. Yeah, so that is, is an amazing achievement. So you've won other awards as well. Like I've got a, like a a couple of awards here that you've won humanitarian award as well. And I also saw that. And tell me if it's true. You got to hug the Dalai Lama. I did. And the wow. Dalai- to hug me. <laughs> oh, I got to hug you. All right. No, so how, did, how did this all come about? I mean, it's not every day you get to hug the Dalai Lama. No, um, it isn't. And this probably goes down to the reason why I call my show and I call my business, I call my journey. And my new company is called The Power of Dreams, which I, I'm launching next week. Um, uh, because I've always been of the philosophy that you can attract, you can believe, you can, way before we were using words like manifestation or attraction or the secret or whatever. I know that sometimes it gets downgraded as an adult, but if you honestly want something in life and you trust, you can achieve it. And I can remember getting um, offered a press, sort of a, a get together in Dublin because there was a charity called Children in Crossfire, which was set up by Richard Moore who, when he was 10 years old, in the troubles in Northern Ireland, he was walking home from school and there was a supposed bullet that was not dangerous that they used to fire. And this rubber bullet hit this 10-year-old boy and blinded him completely. And this was Richard Moore's journey. And as an adult, he set up a charity called Children in Crossfire for obvious reasons. Then the Dalai Lama became one of the directors. And it just so happened I was working with a very small but amazing um, TV company here called Cabin TV. And we somehow managed to get an invitation to this through wow. our connection with this charity. 
And I ended up going up to Derry with a chap called Brian Daly, who's the owner of the company. And it was just me and him, no big flashy crew. We didn't even have our name on the microphone. And all of a sudden there was all major, major TV stations lining up in this little room, very quietly put to the side. And I spotted a place right at the front of this crew of all the cameras and everything. I said, come up, we're going up here, let's go up here. And we pulled up, rocked up, Orky was standing beside me, BBC, ITV, everybody was there. And they're big guns now. You have to say, yes. I'm, on this, I'm on this young one. And we're like just doing this because we're community TV and the first ever web TV, actually, Irish web TV in the country. Right. And uh, next, Richard Moore came out and there was um, a mediator there, a moderator who was controlling the press and saying, OK, we've Richard Moore coming out. And then uh, Richard Moore came out and um, the moderator said, any questions for Richard Moore? Now, given that Richard Moore is blind, now you have to remember this, he's oh. sitting there and I'd met him before. So I stuck my hand up because I was absolutely nearly embarrassed because half of most of the people around me were not asking questions because they were waiting for the Dalai Lama. Right. I put my hand up. So I gave him a nice question and it started the run of questions. So I got a thumbs up from the moderator. So I knew it was in. It was good. Yes. Okay, so the next thing that happened was this little man tippy toed out, which was the Dalai Lama, and he went like this. He went to the press. In other words, don't say a word. And he snuck up on this blind man, Richard Moore, who was the head of the Children and Crosser, yeah. and he went, ha! And he put his hand on his shoulder and frightened him, right? <laughs> so that was our introduction to the Dalai Lama. Well. A ticket. And everybody started cracking up laughing. <laughs> so he spent the rest of the interview sitting beside Richard Moore, holding his hand. Wow. Like brothers, gently yes. holding his hand. And these are the things that the press didn't report. And I nearly cried. And I was so delighted. And I just knew in my heart. Um, the day, the night before I had a dream, I hugged the Dalai Lama. I have to just mention this. Wow. So I went there knowing it was going to happen. I had no doubt in my mind, but I thought, right, I'm just going to sit back, see what happens. Next, the RTE beside me got to ask this question. And all of a sudden, all the hands went up in the room because everybody was competing for this question. Yes. And the moderator went, Marion Shanley. Oh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> so I then I said my piece and I just it's a, you can see the YouTube one. It's um, yes. Marion Shanley. Hugs the Dalai Lama or whatever they've written up there. But my point is, he was so funny because he actually said to me now, no kissy. You know, the Dalai Lama telling me not to kiss him. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. What a cool guy. <laughs> he, he's very cool. But that's ah. what you find out about life is that, you know, we all have this perception and they're actually great crack. They're great yeah. fun. And um, yeah, it was really, it was amazing. But that's what I'm wanted to share with people is that we can change things around us by simply believing and trusting. And and sometimes when we're in the depths of the darkest points in our life, we do have a little bit of a choice within ourselves to go, okay, do I have a choice? If yes. we ask that single question, if if we ask ourselves, what what can I do that's different from what I'm doing right now? Because I do think that our our world can be amazing. And yeah, even the exchange of energy. Um, yes. It was just so powerful, like to be around somebody like that. It's 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 amazing. And I had this thing about 11, 11, 11 minutes past eleven, and and and, and you'll people listening in who'll go, 
oh my god I see the clock at 11 minutes past 11 right yes and um I went to a show and there was this spoon bender over here called Yuri Geller. Yes. And he was doing this show. And everybody knows from when he used to do this on TV. I met him at exactly 11 minutes past 11. 11. But during his show, he started saying, now, does anybody see 11 minutes past 11? So there's all these little things in life that you go, <laughs> wow. Am I yeah. the person like this happens to? But I bet you, you're going to see different things now. <laughs> um, that will, you'll go, hold on. That's strange. And sometimes I'm having a conversation and I'll say a line of words and the TV will be on or the radio's on and they say exactly the same sentence as me as exactly the same time. And it's not that I'm super hyper focused. It's just that I think that there's lovely little connections in life that we all should just kind of pick up and go. Oh, that's a bit of reassurance that, you know, maybe there's more to all of this, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What an amazing story. That's so great, you know. And you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Speaking of uh, inspiring stories, uh, we have a, a mutual friend uh, we were talking about earlier, Jade O'Neill, also from Ireland. So I was just blown away by her story. You know, uh, we had a really good chat a couple of months ago and you, you talked to her as well, right? I do. She's so amazing. I was saying when I go on Facebook, I can catch up on six months of everybody's lives really, really quickly. And Jade has inspired me in so many levels because she wasn't somebody who made an excuse. And this is what I love is that we all have things that happen, but some people live in their stories and they are stuck. And I absolutely love that she made a decision about her own life and she changed it. And she ended up doing something that we, as human beings, starting from a perfection point, putting it to, because she went and changed her body, her life. And ended up in Dubai yeah. and she's so amazing. And then a bikini competition award winner representing Ireland when yes. she came from a place where she was a, like a size 20 or something. Yes. But do you know what's more amazing for me is it's not just the physical transformation. That's possible for everybody because I always look at our bodies as a lump of Play-Doh anyway. It's <laughs> so that, but it's also the fact that she managed to be consistent and she's yes. still doing it yes. because we all peak and we drop. And that's why I, I don't go on too much about things that have happened in the past. I'm very much focused on what next. Yes. But I've, I've learned one thing is as well that when you have wonderful people surrounding you, it does make a massive difference to your yes. own energy. And Jade is one of those, even though we haven't even physically seen each other, we send each other love hearts and well done girl. And how are you? And, and I do think you need it. And it um, up, doesn't it? It does. And it's, it's amazing because you go away thinking, wow, you know what? I'm not the only one. It's really yeah. important. I um, heard somebody say, uh, you are half of the nearest five people in your life and their energy. So yes. if you added the energy of the five closest people in your life right now, and then you half it, that's who you are. And yes. um, that explains why your life is the way it is on a lot of levels. So, um, yeah, I, I've kind of culled a few people and added a few people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and, and it's funny. Reason. Oh, it's funny how, how life goes on and you sort of uh, work out who, who your close friends, and especially in this time as well, you, you find out who, who your real close friends are and who are the ones that are, you know, maybe not, not as close as you thought it was. So it, this is a good time now to sort of realize that period, don't you think? It is. And also the most important thing is that even in the midst of the friendships, it is really about the lessons you learn yes. because that's what life is about. Because 
nobody's perfect and you won't see them as anything other than perfect until you grow. And then when you go to the next level, then you realize, you know, they weren't as perfect as I thought, but they were perfect for then. And they might not fit in right now. And that's what life is about. That You know, we, we're we not always going to get it right, but we certainly are going to be on a wonderful journey. And th- not to be too hard on ourselves and certainly not to be too hard on people around us because I do think... Uh, let's keep on the same topic about, about weight loss and all that. I read an interview uh, online that even in this time that that you have developed a very, very simple sort of theme, a sort of motto of just going out and going for a, a walk. Now, um, I totally agree with this. I, I think that just getting out and walking for 20 minutes is a great job. But, yeah, you've actually it said that you lost eight pounds in this period, which is great. Yeah, I have. I, I'm so blessed as well that I have this. Obviously, I'm in the countryside, so it's easy for me to do. But it started off with laps of the house, to be quite honest. And then once, once something is taken away from you, you really want it back. And yes. when we were isolated and we couldn't go somewhere, I wanted it more. Yes. And the minute, the, minute the, the boundaries were open up to 2K and then 5K, I was like, okay, I'm taking that. And I think that was in a reverse psychological way. Um, I It inspired me to just start walking. But there was also another reason about a year ago and then two years prior to that, I took a really bad fall two times in three years. Oh, so I was... I was coming back, even though I'm a coach for the under 12 GAC team here in Ireland, oh. um, for one of the local clubs, I volunteer doing that as well. I was able to coach them, but I wasn't able to run separately. So I started saying, you know what? COVID has made me readdress the fact that I'm investing a lot outside of myself. Yes. I can walk. And once I started walking, um, I suddenly found that it was a lot more than just walking. Yes. I stopped and I was looking at the wild garlic and I was looking at the dandelions and I was looking at the birds and I was listening and it was so therapeutic and it, it wasn't the distance anymore. It was the fact that I was making time for myself. And I think yes. that's really what's happened for us all is we've had to make time. We've had to face ourselves. Like I just realized what a twit I was before as well when I got <laughs> to so much running around. I was like, yeah what are you doing this for? Who are you doing this for? So, um, yeah, I, I it, the benefit was the weight loss, but that was an emotional loss because my philosophy on weight is, and you're going to, you'll get people saying, oh, hold on. But I believe that all the times we say yes, when we should say no to people, that's when yes. we start to put weight on our body because I do think there's an emotional link. I do think that if we don't prioritize ourselves, it can affect how we look at our food, our lifestyle. And the biggest thing is exhaustion. I think yes. that given a choice of coming in tired, long day, putting your feet up on the couch, your shoes are off and you're going, well, I go out the door. It's very hard. Mm. Very yes. hard. Can I tell you a trick I did? Okay, just so Certainly. You know, when I got in the door, I always put the runners at the front door or the back door, right? So yes. if I know I come in the back door, the, the runners are there. And that's it. I have to put them on. Before I go in, uh-huh. the runners go on. The runners go on no matter what. It's a psychological prompt as well. And I've been drinking more water. And the big trick with water for me is I put it into a wine glass. Even though I don't drink <laughs> much. <laughs> come on. There's, there's surely got to be a little bit of wine there. Come on. Yeah. No, I actually, that's. I 
never was really a big drinker, but I've decided as of COVID, I'm going to start drinking more. <laughs> That's how it's bad. I realized man, you really need to let your hair down more. You've got two fingers. So. Yeah. All the good sides, yeah. All the upsides. And- and speaking and speaking and speaking of that, like uh, going for walks, part of your podcast or your radio show, uh, you have this thing, and, and I want you to talk about it more. A uh, chill on the hill. Yes. Tell I, us about. I know that artists and creatives don't have a platform anymore to perform, and there's a big restriction on numbers and also um, live performances. But there are historical sites and there are beautiful places all around Ireland. And this is a particularly impressive site that's down the road from me that I was already doing Kundalini Yoga on a Sunday morning. And I called it Chill on the Hill. And um, I'd invite some friends and say, come and meet me because it's really important that you connect your spinal energy. And I do think you have to have right and left brain being a creative because if you forget one side, you're just going to go off on yes. tangent. So, um, and I've learned that over the years. So um, I've been doing this yoga for like half hour max. And now trust me, when I say yoga, we're not talking Olympic standard life for people. We're talking <laughs> yes. rocking up in your jumper and your pajama bottoms if you have to, <laughs> sitting down and literally just going with the flow, right? And that's what it's all about. But then- Now, you, now you have a, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry there, uh, Marion. Do you have, it's yeah. called- um, I saw it. Kundalini. Kundalini. There you go. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. what? What is this? Can you explain a little bit about that? Is a. Okay, it's really about connecting your energy and your life force and making sure that flows in your body. Basic line, without getting too complicated. Yes. And um, because I do think that is what life is about. Is if your spinal cord is healthy, obviously your brain gets fed, your body gets fed, your life gets fed. And I think that if you focus your energy on your DNA and cell changes, I believe we all have a metabolic trigger in us. I am a scientist. I have a science degree, so I'm yes. also for the people. And one of the things for me is that I know that if you do something very simple with unblocking all the negative energies in your spinal cord, without getting all hippy dippy and airy fairy here. <laughs> okay, very simple. Your spine is the key. And Kundalini, yeah. you can Google. Sorry, you can Google Kundalini Yoga there and you can go. And I suggest anybody who wants to try it, don't do over three minutes. Right. Do very simple. There's a spinal flex that I think the whole world should be doing. I often say to people, it's like riding a horse, right? It is, you sit on a mat and you just simply rock your spine. And I also am of the belief that you, if you sit with people who have positive energy, you take off on that energy. So you yes. don't even have to do yoga to benefit from yoga. And um, I, I look at things like the split theory. And for anybody who knows about that is if on observation, you observe this atom traveling, it will actually split into two. But if it's not observed, it will simply stay in one, as one. So yeah, yeah, and intention and observation can change the energy of anything in life. Absolutely anything. So that's why I said, chill on the hill. See if I can't help people with their energy, their mental health. And then what I did is I brought some artists and we get up at sunrise every month. Once a month, we get up at sunrise during the day at 11 o'clock. It's normal on a Sunday. But we actually, I live streamed over to Davo Grin, which is Christy Moore's nephew in France. And he did some Baron and some po- poetry. And then I got the O'Neill sisters and they came up from Kerry all the way to the Hill of Tara. And they sang a song in three-part harmony. And you know wow. what? 
I, I do it every month now. So I reached out. This is the weird thing. I've had people posting all over Facebook saying, oh, I can't, I've nowhere to perform. I've nowhere to go. I've nothing to do. And I reached out on my page and I did not get one person saying they would get up for sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Lads, if it was noon or two o'clock in the day, they'd be up, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, it's so bloody Irish, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh, Davo Grin, I will say, I have to say, Davo Grin got up in France and he's, he's, oh. he's amazing. You should check him out online. He's yeah, another right. inspirational guy, you know? Very cool. Now, you were saying before that you're like medical herbalist as well, so you have all these degrees. So what are, what are some of the tips now for, for people in this sort of pandemic time, like uh, for for eating sort of hate, uh, staying safe, staying healthy? Give us some tips on what, what we can do this time. Well, I can certainly say try not to catch it first. That's, you know, go with the stuff, <laughs> yes. you know, do stuff like, sterilize and mask and whatever else as well but if say for example you want to build the the biggest thing wasn't just getting it it was the fear of getting it and the fear when you did get it so fear is the biggest thing we have to combat right now so what i'll say is that again i'm going to say your immune system is one of the key elements that you have to look at everybody thinks it has to do with your blood when you say the immune system but it is your bowel believe it or not that has about 90 percent of the immunity of your body that you need to sort out so if you're eating rubbish and you're eating crap for the pandemic and you're like sitting there going oh i don't want to get this i don't want to get sick and you're already on the brink of getting sick anyway i would say to people just build the immune system by doing something simple like starting to live a healthier lifestyle and it's a good thing to do anyway i you know look at the rates of cardiovascular problems and heart disease and strokes and like our our world has become a a big fat world of internal fat and external fat and i would say if you're at a point where your health isn't good anyway maybe this is just like the universe or it's something more saying to you this is a chance for you to address your health so there are lots of things you can do put back in your carbs i'd say 100 percent. that's one of the biggest killers and your fats and start walking and yes. even if it's what I did at the start with the children just for their mental health, because they were just losing the plot inside as well. We walked in circles and I mean, we made it a game. We said, if we get to 10 here, somebody, everybody has to do a headstand or do jumping jacks or whatever, or sing a song or do a dance, you know, or I said dance twice, but obviously I love dancing. So I had them jumping around, ja- jumping jacks and you name it. The next thing is if you get the exercise going, it releases serotonin, uh, endorphins, all the happy chemicals. Pick up the phone and ring your friends. And maybe somebody you're saying you haven't spoken to for years and you're like, oh, no, I couldn't do it. Talk to people. Stop making, use this as an excuse and saying, look, I wanted to reach out to you to see how you are. It's always a lovely thing. And, you know, don't presume everybody's happy because if you're not happy, imagine what they're like as well. And the other thing is, as well, you can take internally in regards to herbs. There are key herbs I'm going to say right now. There's one called Plantago lanceolata, and it's plantain. It is one of the top respiratory herbs on that planet. And if you get it in tincture form, and if you take it, it actually takes the gunk out of your lungs. I have treated thousands of people for their respiratory system, including asthmatics and people with emphysema as well. So there are ways forward with this. And I will say to you, 
if you could stick with something very simple like that one thing and get that into your body you are going to be amazed and also there's a thyme you know for stuffing for christmas turkey you've sage and thyme the thyme herb itself is one of the best immune boosters and it will fight off any respiratory condition and then the other thing is can i just say this it's really, yeah, sure. really important is please laugh more yeah <laughs> fine Yes. Get yourself out of your head and actually find something funny, like the old Marx Brothers movies. Like I go back to all the old stuff, like comedians that just make you cry. And and remember who you are, because bring yourself back and revisit some of the old movies as well, like Jungle Book, um, Disney movies. Yes. Cry, cry more, laugh more. Yeah. isn't just about what you put in it's also about how you get stuff out yes and um i do think we have to just love ourselves yes if you start being nice to yourself you know what that then reflects on your immune system as well and uh yeah the biggest one for now i would say is just absolutely reach into yourself and start minding yourself a little bit more I think that's yeah. very important. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that laughter one. I think uh, laughter, what are they, what's the saying? Laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then someone said to me once, Marion, if you can't laugh at yourself, just give me a call. I'll laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't laugh at yourself, well, then, you know, uh, and I think it's very Irish and Australian as well. Like we like to have a good laugh every once in a while. Don't take it too serious. So I think that's that's a good one good trait that we have is, you know. We're missing that. We're missing yeah. the banter. That's the horrible thing about yes. We handle with snots and whatever else, but uh, not not the interaction. We're all very, what's this whole thing? You know, I hug the Dalai Lama. How ironic. I can't hug another person right now. I love to have three <laughs> children. But, you know, this we're very tact- tactile human, as humans. Like, what's the next generation of newborn babies going to realize that this is my existence? I can't touch people or, yeah. you know, I think that's going to stop totally. But, yeah, we, we got to reach out. We got to make sure that we, we find our humor again and we start realizing that that's OK. Yes. And, uh, as long as it's not extreme. That's the main thing. Absolutely. I'm not pranking. Don't, don't give me any pranking. That's it. <laughs> That's right, and, and uh, speaking of, of that as well, like with your with your family as well, um, have your children sort of gone in a, a direction with where they want to go for the future, or are they just happy to just sort of are they want to step in mum's sho- shoes as well? Or I think they're allergic to mum's career at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I always been aware not to pressurize them but i would love of course like they're very talented my eldest daughter she's the other day she's she's really a great cool kid you know right. and she's at that stage where she's not being put under pressure but she's very talented and she's a beautiful singer and i can remember when she was about seven or eight she was writing songs and wow. she's, just, she's caught up in the whole friendship stuff at the moment and um and she's so talented as a makeup artist it's phenomenal but um yeah i i'm not pressurizing her but i do think that's where she'd like to go uh, uh harry wants to be a professional footballer and play for oh. me here in ireland so that's all he's obsessed with that that oh. or being a professional gamer and that's not good <laughs> <laughs> well i did see that you got to meet the irish uh, football team when they yeah. played the cup as well that was yeah, 
Well, you know what? My world is just surreal. I mean, it doesn't matter what, where I go or what I do. It's like, you have to remember, I grew up in a household where my dad was like a famous footballer. So yeah. everybody I met was normal. Like the, the, the Champion Cup, which is the All-Ireland, it's called the Sam Maguire. They actually call this cup the Sam Maguire. Maguire? Who's Irish knows this. It's a massive Maguire? cup. Wow. Sam Maguire. It's actually got a name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, my, that's my last name. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> You're Very famous cool. already. Nah. And, um, <laughs> I, I can remember drinking. Uh, we have this thing called um, Red Lemonade in Ireland. I don't know if they made it over to Australia, but that was the big thing here when you were a kid. You were like, whoa. Coke wasn't even in. Red yeah. Lemonade was their drink. So I can remember drinking from the cup. So for me to meet, I've met so many high level, like Tyson Fury was another one I interviewed as well oh, along nice. the way. And like, but the thing is, what I'm saying to you is that they're so down to earth. They're great. Yes. Most of them have a great sense of humor as well. Yeah. I was going to, I just want to mention that Harry is the, the second eldest and he wants to be the footballer. Well, I, t- I give you a laugh about Aaron. Aaron is 10 and yeah. he absolutely wants to be a canine unit guarder. Or oh. you know the canine unit police force yes that's her and then she already told me when she retires she's going to have a bakery at 10. but i'll tell you the funny thing my dad used to be a garda um, and then he studied when when he was 42 he studied with six children and became a solicitor and changed their lives so oh. that's what i'm trying to say is you can do anything you just have to yeah. think it here feel it here and then do it that's right wow so let's get close to wrapping it up here so i know it's a vague question but uh, what does the future hold for marion shanley right so the future presently i um have set up a company which is the power of dreams and also i'm just branding that because it is a philosophy i want to bring globally um i've started very small from small beginnings it's risen to a point where now I'm also taking on the media of um, the Dublin Gazette newspaper here in Ireland as well. And that's a a new thing. Um, My biggest thing is that I also want to make sure that my little three children have a life where it's not exorbitant, but I can afford them, you know, races and school books and they're fed and they can perhaps do a few music lessons. And that's a really big part of why I do what I'm doing. My mission is to change the mental health and the well-being of every single person that I meet along the way. Well, and it doesn't matter how big or how small, but I would like to get to a platform where there is a voice of hope. And I'd yeah. like to represent um, on so many levels. So I know, and I'll just give you a world excuse as well, is that I've started a book. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just in process of doing that. And um I would like for things to progress onto a program, a TV program as well, to inspire and to give examples of those people who are already inspiring out there. So, um, look, they're the short-term goals. <laughs> well, now, where do you feel a breath in there? It seems like yeah. you you don't have any time to sleep or anything. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what it is. It's kind of um, if it you don't feel like you're losing any energy when you do what you love. That's, that's true. And also, I had a very sick little boy for five years of my life. Harry had kidney reflux from before he was born. And I can remember the stress of that. And I can remember 
the fear and having a child that was 103 for months and months and months and all the things that come with that and also the fact that he has some delay when it comes to learning as well and nothing is impossible when yes. your children are healthy and when yes. you're healthy so for me I've actually cut back I've pulled back from work because I made a decision if I focus and I time manage and I also believe and trust that what I'm doing is right I can take these little people with me on this journey and love them and mind them and care for them. But I know one thing, that child has not been sick a day since he got treatment in wow. Dublin. And I have to give credit to amazing. to the hospital in Dublin and a particular doctor called um, Prem Puri. And can I just tell you one little thing to finish, okay? Yeah, yeah. I was so frightened about Harry being so ill and we got this Padre Pio medal relic from a family member and brought it and I'm very spiritual for me I believe that you know anything is possible and that we are protected and guided by our ancestors and so much more but I can remember I did I had him in a hospital a different hospital and I had to make a brave decision and go against that hospital and I ended up going to the hospital and getting assigned by accident the man who invented the procedure for kidney reflux who was in from America and was now based in that hospital and he fixed it in two goes. Wow. Like, like things happen in life, they're meant to happen. So, I mean, the big picture is stay healthy, stay yes. happy and make mm -hmm. sure my children are healthy and happy and pay the bills along the way. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's very, very inspiring, man. Now, uh, is there anything that you want to promote again and uh, tell us about your radio, TV, and also your show, social media as well? Yeah, I just want to reach out to everybody and say that um, we're all in this together. And I hope that you stay safe and you take care of yourself. And I send much love. And that's the first thing I want to say. But also that where I'm based is usually all over social media at the moment. And I will be launching a platform called The Power of Dreams. And just to watch out for that. And obviously, trace my name, Dan, and you will find me. It's not that hard to find yes. me. But if anybody is going through a tough time, um, know that there are ways forward. And it has not been easy for me. I've had many obstacles. There yes. have been many tears. But I will say that if you just remember, you're not alone. And it is going to get better. And Makes you stronger, doesn't it? With. All right, Marianne, so to finish off, can you tell us about your anything you want to promote and uh, your radio and your TV show and uh, your social medias? Okay, great. So um, if you go on to Dublin South FM 93.9, it's online, so it's easy to find. And the show is called The Power of Dreams, so you can't miss it. And it's every Wednesday, repeated on a Friday. And thanks to exactly Skype and Zoom and all the rest of it, I'm able to do my show from home and I'm hoping to get back live in a few weeks. So it's like, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so the first fun. thing. TV stuff as well. Right now, we're on hold because I have some exciting news I can't announce just yet coming out really soon. Um, there will be a podcast up on the Dublin Gazette page. And oh, uh, it's getting released next week with the Minister for Sports, Culture, the Arts, the Gale Talks, uh, Catherine Martin. So watch out for that as well. And um, I'm on Is social media platforms as well. So you can find me all over the place. 
And your music as well? The music, I am actually secretly working on stuff on Spotify, so track me down. And oh, come on. We're launching, we're also putting the podcast up, so look out for the pod podcast, and right. that'll be up on Spotify very soon. So I'm actually putting up some shows from before as well, because there's a demand for people who basically want to hear themselves again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I also want to get people laughing and people just kind of going, oh, yeah, hold on a second. This is going to switch my brain off for about an hour. <laughs> you know? That's and good. The- I think some people need that sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best, the best compliment I ever got was somebody sent me a message and say they spat their coffee all over their, their uh, laptop. Laughing. Laughing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then someone else sent me a message in saying that they work with um, patients who are in comas and that one of them woke up. <laughs> I'm not sure that one, though. <laughs> oh, well, you never know. The power of the power. As long as I didn't put one into a coma, I'm okay. So. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. All right, all right, Marianne. So to finish off uh, the show, um, I just asked some random questions and you give me your top two or three uh, responses off the top of your head. Are you ready? Oh, God. Yeah, go. All right, here we go. So, uh, Marion, what is your um, top three musical artists? Top three off the bat. Okay. I love Pink. And Can I pick a band? Sure. All right, Radiohead. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. And then I have to say I'll go for Hauser. Which is a celloist, classical. So because I'm trained classically, so I love oh, cello, strings, anything like that as well. So there you go. That's cool. All right. So tell me uh, who are your top three, two or three actors or actresses? Okay. Actresses. Right. So Morgan Freeman. Oh, come on. Okay. I would have to say the old brass pack. I'm looking at... uh, I, I like some of the crooners there. So Frank Sinatra, I like that kind of stuff. You know? Oh, yes. yes. And um, can I just collectively say I love the Marx Brothers, just them as a family. Yes. I, love, I like, you know, Days of Races. That's my go-to. Like, turn your brain off and go to those. And, and Harpo Marx, I should have put him in there. as. Oh, well. yes. Very so nice. Yeah, so there you go. All right. You know, your top three all-time favorite movies that might be a tough one movies oh easy peasy talk yeah. on that one um avatar yes okay that uh ben-hur right yeah and then the jungle book oh very cool all right you know what are your three favorite sports that you like to watch talked about that earlier yes favorite sports usually i love watching soccer mm. you know um i really enjoy watching gaelic football which is you know of ireland gaelic yes. country and funny enough i really enjoy watching snooker right that's interesting yeah, yeah. It, it, it's another one where you can sort of switch your brain off a little bit you don't have to think hard to too hard about it yeah and you're also in your head going well if he bends this, this angle and hits it off that and then it goes that you know you're we're always better at snooker than anybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
well, like, oh yeah. Well, if you uh, held the cue, you know, and then when you go out to play it in real life, you realize the table is like 10 times bigger, you know? Yes, absolutely. And speaking of sporting, uh, what are your top two sporting teams? Okay, so, um, well, presently we have um, a team, the Dublin team are ranked top here in Ireland for Gaelic football. So I do think they are superb, I think, for athleticism 100% as well. And then when it comes to um, soccer, I don't think anybody jumps out at me at the moment in soccer, but I would say Liverpool is a really mm. good team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to fight. We can yeah. only see on the Reds and we're okay twice. Yeah, <laughs> Manchester United is red, so I've won Man United in the house and oh. won Liverpool in the house, so I'm always safe when I say go on the red. Right, come on. <laughs> and uh, final one, uh, who is your number one hero? My number one hero? Uh, seriously, I have to say Harry, my son, because he went through some very medieval procedures to get past what he had to experience as a child. And I am just profoundly in love with that child. And the same with my other two girls as well. But for what he had to overcome yes. in this one, he is, he is one of my heroes. That, that, that has to be, uh, yeah, definitely. And you, actually, that's a really good question. I have quite a few, but when you put me to the wire, I actually just thought, you know what? He, he's managed really, really well. Yes, and that's he sounds like a very uh, strong little boy. Yeah, I've never met him, but uh, he sounds like a very strong boy. Thank you, thank you. And I hope, I hope he, hope he continues to be healthy. Well, we've a lovely little unit here. We have the most amazing daughters, and I have the most beautiful son, and I absolutely love them, and that's why I do what I do. And yes. every month I say that I, I would hope, and and no matter what the glam the glitz and the life that I have around I, I wouldn't do that otherwise unless firstly it was part of what I love doing but also yes. I know that this is going to make a difference and, and I think that, that's all that matters is being true to what we can do and, and make a difference and, and that was always my priority firstly start with my children and then help the other children around the world yes. if I can that's know. a great idea well Marianne what a great talk that I've had with you today it's been fantastic true inspiration please keep helping other people very motivating and yeah I hope you continue through this COVID and keep doing what you're doing because it's uh, truly inspiring thank you so much I'm, I'm flattered and um, humbled that you actually are speaking to me about these things because it's I'm so used to being the other side of the microphone and yeah. <laughs> it's lovely but yeah. I, I have to say I did actually shift that dynamic pre-COVID and say, you know what, it's okay for me to share what I do with other people too, and that's good. So Absolutely. thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Making a difference. Thank you yeah. very much for your time. The power of dreams.